Welcome back to The Cooling Rack, a podcast about the great Canadian baking show where we don't glaze over any of the bakes and there are absolutely no soggy bottoms allowed. My name is James. And I'm Michael. And welcome to Italy Week. I, uh, buongiorno. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to be like, ba 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 but that has no relevance really to, uh, to Italy specifically whatsoever. It's just fanfare, yeah. broadly. Yeah, broadly, you know, just like if it were captioned or subtitled, it would just say generic fanfare. <laughs> exactly. That's the sound, uh, the soundboard from the sound library you buy on the internet. <laughs> exactly. Um, but it yeah. is the most delicious week, I would it say. It is. Yeah. On I, I, I was very excited for this week and um, the uh, uh, what it would kind of entail because, you know, Italy Italian week like doesn't really um, specify one thing or another. It's just anything kind of of and from that country. And I think that that's really fun. And like, this was a challenging week. This was like, nuts. This week had like, a lot of stuff for people to do. And, <laughs> and I would not want to have been in the tent. <laughs> Yeah, I agree with you. I feel like this year, we've said this before, generally, it seems like the weeks are fairly challenging. And I can't quite tell if it's because they knew that the uh, contestants were quite talented. So they planned things that were a little bit more challenging or if it was going to be this way anyways. If it was going to be this way anyways, and we got... <laughs> And we didn't have as much talent. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I wonder what would have happened yeah, yeah. these past couple of weeks. Although it is kind of like a, a, it's similar to, and I know we bring it up all the time, but it's similar to Drag Race, right? Where like the early seasons, you get the Nicole mm. Page Brooks and the off the wreck <laughs> from the mall, right? And then H&M. later. <laughs> H&M. <laughs> I don't want to see any goddamn H&M. <laughs> um, <sighs> That's a UK reference for anyone who uh, also watches Drag Race. Anyway, yeah, I, I just feel like with the show, though, you eventually build up um, an audience where you're largely going to get people auditioning each year because they're fans of the show, not because they're necessarily um, bakers who want to be on TV. You know, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that this show in particular has a huge community around it of people who follow the show and then want to work their way to being on the show so they're they're aware of what goes into it they probably practice in a very specific way to get there and um so i think by season four where we're at now you probably do uh not only do you get the the uh even you know uh higher level of talent across the board but you're also kind of raising the game because there have been previous seasons and you've always got to kind of one-up yourself that was a long explanation but yeah i think that's very accurate and i totally understand what you're saying yeah so maybe maybe it will only get better and better from here and then pretty soon um those challenges will be like you got to build the spaceship Mm, yeah, yeah. It's got to be a functional spaceship that can re-enter Earth's atmosphere, and it needs to be edible. Mm-hmm. And at least two different types of pastry. <laughs> <laughs> and one of them needs to be vegan. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so yeah, Italian week. The signature this week is biscotti. Love it. Love it. Want to eat it every single day. 
and I love, love the different flavors. I do, and I I like the variety that exists within biscotti. Um, I do find though that it's hard to find. I don't want to say good biscotti because my palate is not that refined for biscotti. But I do find that outside of very specific bakeries, um, a lot of places you go, it's like it's like wrapped in plastic. You're kind of like, where did that come from? I don't think you made it. Um, but generally, I do really enjoy it with my coffee. So yeah, I um, I like biscotti. I okay. I think we briefly touched on this in a previous episode, but I have like uh, uh, veneers on my front teeth, and mm -hmm. so I am very aware of um, biting into very hard or crunchy things because, and those were temporary veneers but there was one time that james and i and a group of friends were out for dinner and again i was waiting to have my permanent veneers on so there was like a temporary-ish clue and i bit into a burger with a very crunchy piece of bacon and my teeth fully broke off in the middle of the restaurant so um i'm very aware of uh crunch factor and so like when they were judging some of these biscotti they're like oh well this one's like a little too soft and i was like that's the one i want to eat that's <laughs> what i want because i like i want to enjoy these things i just don't want to have to take a bite and always be like touching my teeth immediately after to make sure they're still there so you know michael wants a trail mix bar <laughs> <laughs> yes uh no i i uh yeah i i like the idea of biscotti and anything that can have i feel like as long as it's got that soft inside i can deal with a bit of the crunch on the outside and biscotti have a shape you can also just kind of like jam in the side of your mouth so mm -hmm. <laughs> sorry but yeah that's that's how i feel about biscotti yeah you can always dip it though dip it soften it up a little bit get it a little little soggy and then take a but bite then you're not getting the flavor of it in the That's same fair. way right That's you're fair. just getting That's kind fair. of coffee or tea or whatever it is you're you're dipping it in espresso that's fair anyways the baker said to bake i think at least two different types of biscotti um and they wanted some level of decent presentation um and i think we got that mm -hmm, absolutely everyone had um really nice looking biscotti um i guess by the definition though of what they were expecting some obviously did better than others some were on the softer end some were in a different category kind of um so yeah it's uh it's interesting so why don't we start things off with larry yeah larry made a pistachio and cherry almond biscotti so okay i felt that this had the perfect for for me, I said for me, <laughs> uh, had the perfect mix of the hard and soft. Like they were saying I was too soft on the inside, but I felt like that looked like such a good kind of textured biscotti. But I know that that's not the way that they should be. Like I could tell that that was too soft. But if that if that were served to me, I'd be like, oh, bitch, this is the best. So, yeah. Michael wants a stiffer biscuit really is what you want. You want like a <laughs> stiff cookie, basically. <laughs> Yeah, but not even like a super hard cookie either. <laughs> you know, I want Michael I want... wants jello. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. You got it. Um, but I uh I liked the flavors that Larry had in his and the judges. Um, yeah, did did as well. What did you think of Larry's? I thought that they looked great. I find that Larry is really good at making fairly like consistent bakes. Like even if it's not always 
like mm -hmm. number one or top three or he's winning, I find that he always delivers something that looks very pleasing. So I actually really like the decoration. I thought they looked like great biscotti. A comment I have about, you know, his a little bit, but quite a few folks is that it, it almost bordered on like dessert. Some of them, they almost look like cakes. Yeah, there was you too know? much drizzled on or or piled or yeah. Yeah, but overall, I found his his good, and and they were a little thick, so they needed a bit more time. But apparently, Michael likes that, so I think that's pretty good. Yeah. Um. Okay. Then we had Rafa Cat, who had her mum and dad biscotti, which I thought was the cutest thing in the world. I really liked the idea, and Kyla commented on it about um, uh, how they were kind of half decorated so they were easy to pick up and i like i actually like that idea too right if there's just stuff drizzled all over the place then it's kind of like oh well where where do you pick it up and this was kind of like a nice easy um way to do that yeah and it prevents it i think earlier we were just saying it also prevents it from looking like like dessert almost like a full-on yeah. dessert cake or dessert i don't know bake yeah although i guess the only thing that would be not as good with that is that um once you eat the half because if you're holding it by the half with nothing on it then after you eat half you're probably then losing flavor for the remaining 50 percent of your dessert that's very fair maybe that's when you just dip it in the coffee and you don't care so much what it tastes yeah, like yeah i guess like point. it's it's the treat to start and then it's just like a coffee vessel you know afterwards it's a flavor journey apparently when you only you know ice half of it <laughs> <laughs> so many options yeah a hundred percent. I just wanted to point out that um, one of them tasted a lot like limoncello and I love limoncello. So that is the one that I want to eat. Um, mm. And they looked fantastic. So flavor and taste there um, really, really would have loved to have a piece of that. Yeah, I thought hers were really nice. And um, yeah, agreed about the limoncello. Okay, then we had Maggie. Uh, who made the family favorite treats biscotti. Um, so they talked about like there were the candied um, pecans or God. OK, yeah, pecans. Sorry, the gibbo has ruined me because now I'm like pecans, you know, because that's how they like pronounce them over there. No, pecans. Uh huh. Or is it pecan? No, pecan. I don't know. It's pecan. Pecan. Well, de it depends. There's pecan. There's pecan. And then there's pecan. Yeah. Like she's she's peeking around the corner. <laughs> she's peeking you know? she's peeking through the window. She's peeking through the curtain. Yeah, I think in the south it's pecan, right? Because they go pecan pie. Yeah. You want some yeah. pecan pie? There you go. Cherry pie. <laughs> <laughs> More Nicole Page Brooks. Um so yeah, they said that um with Maggie's they were um a bit overdone on the outside on her chocolate ones in particular. Yeah. Um I think especially with darker bakes. So chocolate, it's hard to tell sometimes when they're mm. they're just a little overdone because it already is quite dark in color. But I personally love chocolate pistachio. So even though they were overcooked when I saw them, I was like, that's the one I want to eat. I love, love chocolate pistachio. I also found that her piping was pretty good as well. I thought they were very beautifully done. A little desserty, but I think for that style, I, I quite like the work that was done there. No, absolutely. I, I totally agree with you. Um, so then we had Sheldon <laughs> with his memories of summer camp biscotti. So they were too soft. And that I just wrote down, it was the nature Valley chewy bar. <laughs> nature Valley Kashi. 
It was like, it's Kashi. Vancouver. So it's a Kashi bar. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Luna bar. There you go. Um, uh, I wrote that. I wrote Foggy Queen because of the the dramatic effect with the smoke. So I was like, yeah. Foggy Bottom. Um, I love that. <laughs> I love the drama. I love the presentation. Um, but yeah, it was kind of like a biscotti and then a granola bar, <laughs> according to uh, Kyla, which is a little shady. It was shady. <laughs> she was I, like... I, like... I mean, I kind of I kind of laughed at the shade, but like it was shady, but it was also kind of like disappointment too. It was like, I told you this was going to be a granola bar. That's fair. That's <laughs> you know? fair. Yeah. Which like I mean, fair, they asked for not a granola bar and they were kind of served a granola bar, you know? <laughs> so but, Quaker twelve pack. You know, I they remind me actually more, I'm thinking of um uh, vector makes a granola bar. Reminded me of a vector bar hmm. with like dipped in yogurt. You know. Oh, I remember those. Yeah, that's what I, that's what that one looked like to me. Fancy though. So but small, not um, small like aside. Uh, when we when we were able to travel before these times, um, I think we were in Germany once, and we wanted to buy granola bars because we were about to go out for the day, and we were like. You know, it's very normal. You have a granola bar on you at all times, Michael. You I know, do. it's like a thing you carry with you in case you're hungry. I remember going to the grocery store there. And of course, they don't really believe in granola bars. Um, and then when we did find them, they were with chocolate bars because the sugar content is so high. They're basically like considered candy. Yeah. I mean, I can I can see that that. Um, yeah. No, I, I believe it. And that is funny. It's a better way, probably, especially like when you get something like a, a Quaker Chewy with like, you know, chocolate yeah. chips. It's like, that's just a chocolate bar with like some oats, you know? I know. And so I find it really funny because it's like, you know, when I grew up eating them, they were sort of like the healthy snack. <laughs> I was like, it's really just, you know, sugar with some wheat thrown into it. Really I mean, it if is. you get a Kashi bar, maybe that's different. Yeah. <laughs> Kashi Goldine uh -huh. French, anyone? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so the judges also liked um, Sheldon's s'more one quite mm -hmm. a lot more, um, like especially because it was like a biscotti. And I thought that that one looked really good. But again, like it kind of left biscotti territory and became more full-on dessert territory, whereas I always view biscotti as like, something you might have with dessert with tea or coffee with dessert but it is not like i'm ordering biscotti and a coffee to go with it it's like and your dessert right like it, it's kind of yeah yeah i think when it touches um what i would start to consider confection that's mm. when you know everyone got a little confectionery going yeah. on there this week you're right you're right okay then we had dominique with her pb and c Biscotti. B and C. Um, mm -hmm. And the C apparently stands for crisp on the outside. So that was cherry. But um, but they did say that there was kind of um, they were too crisp on the outside. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, that was. They're also a little soft and wet as well, which is really interesting. I guess how it came out. Yeah, I think I wrote understated. No, understand the texture. I don't know. She doesn't know what she wrote. I don't know. 
Yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh my god! Because it's Tanner's, I'm reading the next one down. Oh, oh okay. My god. I was like, I'm pretty sure they were not done. <laughs> okay, yeah. Sorry, I was reading Tanner's when I said crisp on the outside. Okay, I'm sorry, Dominique. Very soft. A bit more. Oh my god! Yeah, Dominique. Um, very soft. A bit more crunch to her second one but the mm-hmm. first one was very soft um wow that was a big mistake sorry <laughs> <laughs> it's all right yeah i feel like a few folks have had these things where one's just a little off and then the other one's better and i, I feel like it's always bruno saying that bruno's like oh this one mm, no not really oh this one's much better so you should feel better about yourself <laughs> That was a lot of his judging this week, I feel like. Even with the showstopper, it was like, this is bad, this is bad. On the other hand, this is okay. (laughs) It's pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, the judging definitely is getting not harsher, but it it it's like, you know, they're they're finding the things and they have a standard that they are holding people to. So I feel like they I feel like we're they they're saying a lot more or they in their minds they're saying a lot more at this stage in the competition, comma. Like their standards. Are yeah, high yeah, exactly. Ladies, safe is not a good word. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. uh huh. Uh huh. Okay, then we had Tanner. With his Buon Natale biscotti. And these had a crispness on the outside. <laughs> yes, they were as crispy as the hay that baby Jesus lay on. <laughs> Let's just put it that way, I think. Um, and then the flavors, at least in the, the first one, they were kind of, they had those holiday flavors, but it wasn't like overly done, you know? Yeah. And on the other ones with the almonds, I mean, like almond in anything um, is delicious to me. So I'm glad that there was also that sort of a bit more classic approach to it this time with some more classic flavors for biscotti. So thumbs up Tanner on the taste profiles. Mm -hmm, absolutely i definitely would have eaten um especially the one with the yeah what were the names of the almonds they were fancy almonds but i would have eaten those i just call them mega almonds not mega almonds (laughs) just mega um okay then mahati (laughs) with her taste of jamaica biscotti so there were like some inconsistencies across like um hers they thought that they looked really nice uh, like in terms of the presentation um and bruno did like the mango um quite a bit like in the flavor they liked the flavors but the way they were baked and kind of um cut or whatnot didn't quite line up they looked a little um so the flavors are great i love mahati and her exploration of flavors one thing that i thought was a little um not bad but i was curious about was the decoration, like the icing and the piping, it, it was almost like a little festive. I feel like it was more Christmassy yeah. than Tanner's Christmas um, uh, biscotti. Yeah, yeah, it was like Jamaican Christmas. Yeah, it was just like very festive and celebratory. Not that I'm sure the taste was good, but it was just an interesting, um, I guess, comparison between the two. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Um, and interesting to learn that she lived in Jamaica before moving to Canada. So Yeah. I feel like she has such a like a rich history there. And and yeah. this week and last week, you know, w- w- there was the sea slug week and we were like, mm, okay. <laughs> but, but she's definitely kind of like she's kind of coming up the middle here. eh? She's really she's yeah. really proving herself um, in these past two weeks. And it's yeah, been great to no. see. 
Absolutely, as we will see coming up in the technical. Okay, so James, what was made for the technical? So the technical was a cannoncini, which are cream horns. So they're flake pastry horns that are stuffed with mascarpone cheese, uh, cream, uh, with a maraschino, I think, at the end of it. And they had to make 12 of these delicious decadent desserts. Oh, my God. How much did you want to eat these? I wanted to eat all of them. So 12 times however many people here are left at this point. I think there's like seven, seven of them. So I wanted to eat 84 cannoncini. Me too. So amazing. So amazing. This I week, watched Michael this and I. before dinner. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I, I was like ready to eat everything. I don't think you can go wrong with mascarpone. Like anything with mascarpone, I'm there. I'm there. I'm present and I'm eating it. It is such a wonderful and delicious texture. Um, when it comes to pastries and, of course, Italian pastries in this case. I just love the idea of it kind of just being like um, a fancy, decadent ice cream cone. But not ice cream, but it's basically like imitating an ice cream cone. It's like it's like grown up, sophisticated ice cream cone. <laughs> yeah, it's ice cream with a twist. You know, it's it's ice cream, but make it fashion. <laughs> it it is, it is ice cream. It's Baskin Robbins, but fashion. <laughs> I feel like anyone who takes their Italian baking very seriously um, is like screaming right now. Yeah, throw throw a book at us or something like that. Yeah, I haven't had puff pastry in a very long time, and oh my god, I just want like. I think that was what made me want to eat it so much was just the puff pastry aspect of it. I see. I, I don't have that same problem as you because we live right around Clooney's, which is a French bakery. And what's getting me through Corona right now, honestly, is just eating variety of French pastries pretty much every day. <laughs> oh, God, do you get do you get every day? Well, I go like, every... even like something. Well, I go every three to four days and I buy quite a bit and then we just eat them. Oh, that sounds so good. I should go to a bakery tomorrow. That it has so saved good. a lot of my my um, mental energy around this sort of period of time. It, yeah. it has kept your mental fortitude. Mm-hmm. Butter and cream. <laughs> okay, so first up, we had Sheldon. Who had consistent... Um, bakes and the coloration was good. Uh, but then this is when they got picky uh, when Bruno sliced it open. He was like, it's a little thin. It's not, a, it's not as flaky. Lack of lamination, but overall positive taste. I felt like this was one of the, and like this happens on the show from time to time. And, and it's like, there's no way of really knowing, but um, they kind of go in kind of with uh uh, judging on like a certain level of kind of I guess even what they might be expecting and then sometimes I feel like um, what we see as the viewer is like because Sheldon comes very high in the ranking and uh, his critique does not necessarily sound like he would be that high in the ranking and I think that it's like they probably went back and were like, oh, shit, actually, that one was really good. We were probably too harsh on that in comparison mm. to some of, like, the other ones here. Because, um, like, the very last comment that we get is Kyla says, um, uh, 
all in all, a good attempt. And I was like, attempt? They're there. <laughs> First of all, she's try. Like you know. she's calling his biscotti granola bars. Then just saying that the bake was an attempt. <laughs> yeah, I, like I love it. I she's love out Kyla. For you. Yeah. <laughs> I love Kyla. Like I, I really, uh, really love her as a judge. I just was laughing when she was like, "Good attempt," only to then have Sheldon be like that high up. But again, I think that that's just you haven't tasted everything else, so you start off judging on like a certain kind of plane especially yeah. like probably this is an hour or two um after they filmed the um let's eat the really perfect fancy fancy ones that bruno has made um <laughs> and so you're probably going from that expecting that sheer utter perfection and then getting something very good but again it's a good attempt do you think the judges actually bake those perfect ones and if not who would be baking them the reason i think that maybe they do is because who would be yeah right like, like in that tent who would be if not them exactly right? right that that that's the thing to me it's like well like what you're gonna bring in somebody else to make them like because if somebody else is making them it it yeah, I don't know. I, I just can't picture it, you know? Yeah. Because then it it's like, be well, then shouldn't they be the judge? But <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I think that they make them, I think. Well, because it's the only thing that they have to make, right? They just have to make the technical um Yeah, they don't make thing. anything They else. make yeah. the one yeah. thing per week. Like, I, I can see it, yeah. And it also shows off their thing. I just wish that they would clarify that more so that then every week you could be so impressed with how nice all of that stuff looks. And I know that like they're following the formula where, you know, you wouldn't see the judges baking them, but it'd be nice to see them under a bit of pressure on mm. camera making it, you know, because this bake, they got three hours and 50 minutes to bake yeah, it. Okay. That was insane. Could you imagine a technical that long? I can't imagine anything for four hours. I don't I couldn't do anything for four hours. You play video games for more than four hours. I guess so. Okay. Well, but that doesn't need as much focus. I feel like if I had to physically <laughs> exert myself for four hours, it'd be over. I give up halfway through. I'd be like, you get six. Here's a bit of cream on it. I didn't finish it. Good luck. <laughs> I mean, like you've gone for a hike for a long time before, you know? On I our guess old so. podcast, we had some episodes bordering that length, you know? <laughs> I just feel like the the work that had to be done and the focus, I don't know if I could have done it. So kudos to everybody. Yes. All seven and, of y'all. And to do it with um uh, uh full puff pastry, not rough puff, mm -hmm. was mm -hmm. that was that was quite mm -hmm. quite a feat. Um yeah. Okay, so we've just been stuck on Sheldon for a long time. Next up was Rafa Cat. Um, who had uh, cones or horns uh, that were a little undercooked and a little bit more time needed, but overall, okay. Yep. Yep. No, that's, that's, that's pretty much it. Then we had Mahati. Who had very good color on uh, her bake, even though it wasn't consistent, but overall, I think very pleasing to the judges. So mm -hmm. we see the judging getting, um, I mean, she did really well, but like <laughs> the judging got a little kinder <laughs> after Sheldon's, I felt like. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they said that there was a nice light cream in it that they quite liked, so that was good. Um, then we had Tanner. Who had um, inconsistent cones, some of them a little bit small, um, and unfortunately also undercooked. Yeah, it, w- it was a bit of a bummer. I kind of, I don't know why, I just thought that Tanner was going to do a little better in this one, but, you know, I mean, that's going off of, of nothing, right? I just kind of... I had like a feeling. Well, actually, no, I agree with you. Cause like based off his biscotti bake, I thought, cause the comments he got were pretty good, right? Like good with flavors. And then it came out the way that he had intended. So I did think he would also carry that through with the technical, but um, it didn't seem to be the case. No. Um, and then we had Dominique. Dominique, who um, had some issues with her pastry cream, likely over whipped, um, but also as with Tanner, also not completely consistent in the baking and the sizing, some too short and also some not fully baked. The cooking time seemed to be a challenge for quite a few people this week. Mm -hmm. And LOL, lack of lamination. I know. And Dominique felt so bad because she says she makes laminated pastry pretty much every week. And so it does suck that when it matters in this case, um, feeling like you weren't able to achieve it. Yeah. Ugh, I know. I like I love Dominique so much. Um and I was just like I was bummed that she didn't wasn't able to deliver on these the way she wanted to. But, you know. Mm-hmm. It happens to us all when we try to bake canoncini, right? You know, like Yeah, I do it all do. the time. Yeah. Like yeah. all the time every weekend. Exactly. Once a week. That's how I do my lamination every week. Um, <laughs> with my laundry <laughs> okay then was Larry um, Larry's canoncini reminded me of a good old Canadian winter just blanketed with white <laughs> on the top <laughs> oh my god there was way too much icing sugar like way too much icing sugar it was a little heavy. It was a little heavy on the icing uh, icing sugar, but the cream looked really good. He had really good lamination, um, but also it sounded like um, his horns needed a little bit more time as well. I think the thing there is that they did have four hours or like three and however many minutes, but um, I think that the, the uh, puff pastry is like most of that time. You're right. You're right. Totally. So... Because it was literally like, oh, we're starting puff pastry. And then the next thing you know, they're like, bakers, you have one hour left. And that's when they're like actually taking stuff out of the oven or, or wrapping stuff around the cones. So it's like, okay, so two and a bit hours were spent making the puff pastry. Yeah. I, you know, when you put it into that perspective, 100%, like, you know, a lot of the time was spent just really getting the first step done. So there isn't a lot of uh, a lot of margin for error there. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, and then last but not least, we had Maggie. Uh, Maggie, who had good flavor and bake overall, but the presentation was unique in that she kind of had a few rows of horns. They kind of just laid out. It was kind of like, and I know that this is not actually what Maggie did, but it seems like when somebody would just be frustrated throw everything on the plate and go here you have it you know (laughs) like and again i know that that's not what she did that's not the way she is but that is what that presentation says to me (laughs) i mean i would i mean 
if anyone was a little bit annoyed, I wouldn't blame them because if ju the judges were like, oh, make 12 of these things, here's like this amount of time. You're going to spend 60% of that time just like rolling in and, you know, making things cold. I'd be like, okay, well, here, this is what you're getting. And you can eat it and you're going to like it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I don't yeah. want to hear any damn complaints. <laughs> I, I felt like, yeah, it was her presentation probably knocked her down uh, a peg in the ranking. I. I agree. I think if she had put it in a in like a circle, a like circle. everybody else, I think her flavors probably would have carried her a little further. It's just kind of surprising that that she did end up presenting them that way because you'd think like, why? I don't know. When Time. I look at those, I, yeah, I guess. But when I look at those, I never think like, oh, line them up all back to front, like you know. <laughs> Uh, I think I think she was gonna rearrange them at the end, and then you know they were like, "Oh, you have ten seconds," and she's like, "Well, okay, it is so what then, it is." So then she literally did just go, "Fine, here." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe it. subconsciously deep down. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so our ranking in seventh place we had Dominique. Rafa Cat was sixth. Tanner was in fifth. Uh, Maggie was fourth. Larry was third. Sheldon was second. Which means Mahati was first. She's rocking it. Yeah, two weeks in a row. First in the technical. So that's impressive. Like, good good yeah. for her. Um, and again, we already kind of talked about the Sheldon thing, but it was surprising to me um, as they were going up the ranking based on the critique that he received that Sheldon got second. But again, I feel like that does sometimes happen to whoever is first judged, if it is really good, unless it is like absolute spot on perfection. Um, you sometimes end up getting that slightly harsher critique because they don't know what it's going to be like in relation to everything else. Yeah, definitely. I think they, they always pick it apart a little bit more if you're up first. And then, you know, and then for other folks, they probably, you know, for other folks that also lacked maybe layers, um, then it's just a throwaway comment, right? It's like, oh, like that one. You don't have enough layers. Not, I'm going to slice it in half and take a knife and just poke at it <laughs> on the camera and really talk about how thin this is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That was great. Um, okay, so that is the technical. And now it is time for a showstopper that was like... It was, it was pretty crazy on multiple levels some of what was delivered was absolutely astounding the actual ask of this showstopper i felt like was just like crazy it was so much work a hundred percent i think this is the one time on gcbs history anyways um i saw a bake that did make me just stop and pause and think what is going on there? Like in that it was so fantastic and um, show stopping. Yeah. It stopped the show a little bit. Yeah. 100%. Um, and so the showstopper this week was a leaning tower comprised of three different um, types of bakes from Italy. Um, kind of as um, not necessarily. Well, I, it was in an homage to the leaning tower of Pisa, but it did not need to be in that shape. Yeah, and didn't really need to be leaning either. It just Most of them to just ended tower. up as a towel. <laughs> it just needed to stand up. It just yeah. needed to be tall. It needed to be vertical, okay? That's it. Um, so uh, can I 
because like as we'll get into the first baker which was sheldon which was astounding and insane i have a gripe here and it is not with sheldon at all it's with the way that this was edited because this was in the preview last week this was in the opening of this week and i'm fine if it's in the preview from last week because you kind of forget over the course of a week exactly what something looked like right but this was in the opening of the episode and they do kind of like show it for a good couple of seconds so as soon as like um uh, uh they start talking about oh here's what i'm doing for the showstopper and they show the little illustration as soon as they showed the illustration i was like well sheldon's gonna sheldon's gonna win like we already know she does this successfully because everybody says how great <laughs> it is and to me that robbed some of the like surprise element of him pulling it off so well and um of of seeing his idea and then seeing whether or not he can execute on it so to me that was something that actually like again did this frustrate me no but it kind of bothered me a little bit that we were robbed of that sheer <laughs> surprise that the people in the tent would have gotten I totally get it. I and I, I feel like it's it's any number of ways. I know maybe some people are like, oh, look at that. Oh, yeah, I want to see how that works out. And they want to, you know, it keeps them watching. Whereas I think for fans of the show who would watch regardless, it's nice to sometimes have these fantastic things, which what happen like what once every four seasons in this one, really, yeah. to have that really be a, a show stopping surprise. So I totally hear you. Can I also can I also just say that you and I <laughs> are at this point in our lives where we watch so much of this and drag race whenever we just get a little real about stuff we're like oh yeah and we knew she was gonna win and she was <laughs> she it's just sheldon yeah yeah oh yeah yeah Ooh, sorry yeah, yeah. <laughs> no i think it's so funny it's just it's just the way we are now Although but I agree, yeah. when, when he, so, okay, like spoiler, uh, like you're already listening to this, when Sheldon becomes Star Baker based off of this, right? Um, Anne actually says, oh, and she did so well, like, you know, <laughs> so yeah, you know, good, good on you, Sheldon. Um, I thought that this was so great, but yeah, it's like this happens on i think drag race learned from this because now when it comes to like snatch game or runways or anything like that they don't show any of that stuff in advance they'll show a reaction of oh my god this is astounding right but they won't yeah. actually show what it is you can show a baker you can show in process or or whatever but don't don't show it let us always like i would say never ever ever show a showstopper especially at the beginning of the episode because like and i know that not everybody watches an episode through to completion people channel surf or whatever but like it does rob it a little bit mm -hmm. of the sheer and utter surprise so yeah totally so what did sheldon make that was so show-stopping yes james what did he make Sheldon made a magical Italian tower and magical in the, in the idea that it looked like it was sort of levitating in the air. I think that yeah. was the, the suggestion. Yeah. And it was impeccable. It was amazing. Um, it was Tetris inspired. <laughs> it did look like Tetris mid game. And um, that could be at any, it could be anywhere. That could be at any party. That could be any like rich party. It could be at any wedding. Like that. That thing could be. Was... A, that could be like a museum, you know. That could be like a sculpture in a park. 
you know, mm-hmm. it was a dessert. Like it could be any, any kind of anything. A hundred percent. That would be a wonderful birthday present from a friend who really cares about you. That could be, I, I was just so shocked. I, I don't think I've seen something quite like that in baking shows for, for some time. So I was, I was really impressed. I did wonder how much he practiced that at home though. Cause that was pretty, yeah. that was pretty well done. Yeah, no, it was like, it, it was, it was really great. Again, not really leaning, but it was a tower and it was magical. So it was a deconstructed tower of Pisa. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It was molecular gastronomy Pisa. Thank you. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, okay, let's talk about the flavors. Um, they really liked the ricotta and orange that he had in one of his bakes, which I like, mm, that sounds so delicious. Um, and then like he had a zillion almonds, um, that (laughs) all worked out really well. Like he just like, he knocked this out of the park every which way. There were no almonds in any bulk born in Toronto after he baked that tower. That was like every almond available in Toronto. Um, it was probably at least every almond at the bulk barn at like York Mills and Bayview. (laughs) So that tower probably was like like what 200 bucks <laughs> when you yeah. think about it how expensive almonds are yeah, yeah yeah probably probably um anything else you want to add about sheldon uh the lobster tails look beautiful and oh, so for the yes. lack of lamination and the uh cannoncini he really made up for it in the lobster tails um beautiful oh yeah so good um okay then we had larry with his torre geniale uh tower which was essentially like a cake tower with some bread layers, like bread discs, and then yeah. additional little cakes and pastries uh, on them. Okay, so you had some feelings about this. Yeah, and so my feelings are, like, overall, good job. Like, you know, he, he got good critique. I think because Larry does carpentry work, and I think Larry, when he brought out the homemade brie, on bread week and did all that stuff he set a very high bar for himself in my opinion and he won that week with flying colors and so now whenever i see larry bake and it just like is not as um complicated or 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 sophisticated in some ways as his bread bakes i'm i'm a little like come on larry like you could do better i mean it was just kind of graduating rounds up a cone you know and the bakes that were were on it were good but yeah there wasn't quite a same level of of wow to this you know um but yeah but you finish your thought yeah it just seemed a little obvious like in that you have a you have a you have a cone in the middle and then you bake discs and then you put cake on the discs right and i think especially coming after sheldon's judging and then following that maggie's tower it just seems a little like direct Mm. It's a very direct interpretation of the of the showstopper. Directly to you. <laughs> Directly to me. Yeah. Uh, but he did mouth. have great Zeppeli. So exactly. I really, really liked that. Uh, okay. So you mentioned another great tower, Maggie. Maggie's wedding tower, which I'm just going to say, even though she burned like half her meringues, um, looking at the finished product, I you wouldn't even really notice. Like if... if like she hadn't really talked about it and they hadn't shown it like i wouldn't have really noticed honestly it looked great yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, it looked really nice. I and I imagine she was kind of like, oh, this oven. Like, it would be difficult baking in an oven that you're not used to. Like, everything is totally different and and you might know something down to an exact science at home and then you are in this different oven and it just bakes differently right so a hundred percent and you know they don't have a lot of time to really calibrate and they're always always baking different things so it's even harder to calibrate the heat and even the humidity in that room honestly humidity Mm -hmm. yeah totally the lights and yeah um but so Maggie had really nice cannoli, and mm-hmm. I thought that her um, bachi di dama looked really good. Like, they were peach-looking. Although, I found the odd thing was they were peach-looking, but there was no peach flavor. There was just chocolate inside? Am I yeah, correct? Or yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, you, no, you're right. And that threw me off a little bit, too. Like, the chocolate inside, kind of like, and, and the, the chocolateness, like, as the main flavor, if you will, did throw me off a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I've said it before, but um, uh, like that throwing you off of like looking one way, tasting another would be the equivalent of like going to drink a glass of Coke and it's milk, you know, like in my mind, that would be the thing where I would be expecting the peach flavor and then I would be delivered chocolate and that would just kind of like really throw me off. Yeah, I think I'd be like, oh, that's surprising. It's chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> sure. It's still really good. Um, so this was kind of a, a bake where like almost, I guess, a little bit of disaster with the burnt um, meringues, but she managed to kind of pull it out. And I do feel like that this still was impressive enough that it saved her. I think so. I, I really think so. Like the, especially if you look at the base of it, there was a lot going on there. Yeah. As in, there was a lot of work put into it. And I think even at the top with the decoration, she has a natural taste, I think. She has like a natural level of taste that just helped finish it off in a in a way. So I agree with you. And to come up with that um, redux quickly is, is difficult. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, then we have Tanner. With the Calabrese Tower. It's kind you of like... Thoughts. It was, and I don't mean this to sound rude. It kind of looked like a tower of Timbits. <laughs> like it, it, you know, they said that there were luscious, moist, amaretti, um, that, you know, there was like the, a lot of challenge to it and that challenge paid off. And I can see what they're saying. I just kind of felt that the way that the, the amaretti skewers looked like it, and then, it, it, you know what, actually, it was the ones that had sprinkles that really just, like, took it home to Timbit for me. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, and I, I, I know, like, I know it was, it's supposed to call back to, like, Calabria, but, like, I think our uncultured selves who grew up eating Timbits were just like, that reminds me of the birthday Timbit. <laughs> like, we can't help ourselves. It's like the birthday Timbit. I think, I think this happens, so... I think it's with Tanner, and I also think think it's with Larry's. There's sort of there's sort of like two things that happened in this challenge, right? There were folks who really went for something very, very 
different. So you have Sheldon doing this Tetris thing. I would even put Maggie's there because she put a lot more color and diversity. Yeah. And then there's like sort of Larry and Tanner who went a very different direction, which was like, it's a tower with stuff on it. And, and it's, it's like very consistent in color. And I think that's kind of what threw me off a little bit on Tanner's, like again, coming now after Maggie's, mm. which is just we had this sort of thing with stars and meringues and color and red and green. And then we got like a fairly like brown or darker brown building. We call yeah. it building. Yeah. And it's hard not to like feel just a little less enthusiastic about it. So to me, I think the thing that um, uh, I feel like structurally and to pull it off it would have been harder and congrats to him for doing it how it was kind of like the the it was like on an angle like it was yeah. all like angled um like that the the pillars but i actually didn't like the way that it came off at least like on on camera because it just kind of looked like it was always about to fall over yeah no i i understand what you're saying some of it looked um it almost looked like a little bit kind of bent out a little bit yeah like, but i don't like think it had sort it of was. shifted in shape yeah you know, i don't think it was because they didn't comment on that or anything i think that that was just like almost not quite like an optical illusion but i i think that it was more work to do it that way and to make that structurally sound but the way it just kind of looked i didn't love it as much so. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. You get it. Okay. It's probably then a we... bit of a boot. Like it's it's like a it's like a I, I wish it wasn't a boot, but maybe yeah. a little bit of like, a boot. Like this isn't this isn't like see it and then like mm, boot. This was like yeah. mm, oh I don't know. I like it, but mm, boot. You know? Oh you know, we should toot yeah. and boot. We should toot and boot. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, then we Speaking had Speaking of Mahati. tootin' and bootin'. <laughs> then we had Mahati. I mean, it's her fashion week tower, but I want to call it, but is it fashion tower? <laughs> but is it fashion <laughs> but tower? But is it fashion? <laughs> yeah, what did you think? But make it fashion. <laughs> Basically, what did you think? <laughs> but is it fashion? Oh my God, Peppermint, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I can't. Um, so... It was, um, but was it fashion? But was it fashion? I have more scale. Oh, more scale, mokes. Yeah, everyone wanted a bit more scale out of it. It was like, yes, more scale. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The way the dresses. I didn't think that the sugar, um, kind of topper to it was, uh, quite. Was that a sequence like... dress? <laughs> was it it was one individual sequence <laughs> it was uh, a sequin dress <laughs> yeah you take the shawl uh, <laughs> so i i felt like it needed a little more with that sugar work on top and i mean like um kyla kind of said it best where she was like i was picturing something different in my head like you know yeah i think when you call it fashion week there's just like there's like an you know, there's an expectation of like maybe glamour. And I think I think this is the thing. Like Mahati's and kind of like Tanner's, when you pick the pastries, I guess, and maybe you kind of think about it ahead of time and maybe not, but like sometimes the colors, if it's just too like one tone, it can just come off a little not as dramatic or yeah. as um glamorous, I suppose, for for a showstopper. Yeah. Glamour, yeah. exactly. Mm -hmm. Um and then mm -hmm. she had some kind of almost waxy zeppoli yeah so the the darker ones and like I, so when they were baking because at first i didn't realize that that um 
she was uh, uh, frying like a, a kind of like a, what was it, chocolatey or just like a darker dough. And so she's frying them. And then all you hear is her <laughs> audio going, oh, I think they're done. And I was like, girl, those are like 20 minutes past done, you know, so... <laughs> and then we discovered that they were supposed to be like chocolatey or like a a, a, a darker dough and it was like, oh but they were still overdone so yeah 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 uh the 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 amount of dough frying going on in this challenge i think uh was a risk that a lot of people tried to take i don't know if it always paid off mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um so then kind of the the one big piece of feedback here was focus on less but do it better. And it's really hard to to hear that, I suppose, because like at one point they want more scale, but then they also want less. And those two things do make sense at the same time, but I know it can be a little difficult to interpret maybe if you're hearing it at the time. Mm, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, then we had Dominique. With her, that's a Moray Tower. No flags. I mean, for me, it was United Nations, New York City. Oh yeah, know, little little like teeny buffet, tiny play. Yeah, luncheon. Yeah. We are the world's international week at school. Sort of like you know, you bring it in, you bring in the flags. I actually didn't mind the flags. You and I talked about this. I didn't mind the flags. Yeah, I thought I the flags added a festive fair to them. But yeah. I guess it made it less sophisticated. But I actually don't know if it looked as good without the flags, honestly. I actually thought it still looked good without the flags. I thought that her what were they bombolini? I think so. They looked so good. And then Bruno was talking about how there was like an uneven fry and everything. And again, like he was there, he was eating them. Like he'll, he'll know better than I, but I thought that those looked so good. I wanted to eat like 70 of those. Yeah. But I guess like they tasted oily. Was that the same, the same ones? Yeah. 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 So maybe not as good. As I though. know. They just didn't look like they'd taste oily. Like they didn't I look like that fully. darker color, so that was what was surprising to me. Um, and uh, yeah, then what do I have? Her her amaretti were too long. I don't know something about her. They amaretti. were a little. They <laughs> they were when he tried to squish them. They were already really flat. So I think those were also. Oh, they I were in they the were oven over, for too long. They were uh, they were overdone as well. And then at certain points when she was putting a bit of like this the the candy fruit instead of cutting some of the cherries in half, she put the whole one, and then that just sort of everything ended up tasting like sugared fruit as a result. So yeah, I, I think there was a little bit of like what was going on with Mahati as well here, which is like. You know, let's focus on the quality, not mm. the quantity. Less yeah. is more. Edit. That sort of thing. Edit. 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 Like yeah. Coke of Chanel. Take, take Before the Before you bring your off. cake yeah. to the to the table, take one thing off. And in her case, it was the flags <laughs> and the ribbons on the flags <laughs> and the sparkles on the ribbons on the flags, you know? <laughs> and the sparklers at the top of it, too. And the fireworks yeah. display. Oh, my God. That was just too much. <laughs> Though if that was like a, um, and there's no shade, I just mean like like as an event, if that was like a birthday surprise and there was like sparklers off the top, I mean, put me down for that. That would be yeah. a lot of fun. Oh my God. Let's make that our COVID surprise when this is done. Yes. Just, just um, the That's Amore tower with sparklers on top. Yes, please. Yes, please. Thank you, Dominique. Um, okay. Then we had Rafa Cat. With her Tower of Tuscany tower. Clean and neat elegance yeah she real elegance everything yeah 
Opolis, you earn everything. So Robert Cat, I find, has done this a few times. There is a, I don't want to even say understated. I feel like there's something weird going on when we say that. But there is an elegance to the work and an elegance to the design that is consistent. And she bakes well and her flavors generally are very, very good. And again, in this tower, we see it. And it was fantastic. I loved yeah. it. Those donuts were bonkers. Mm. Bonkers. Mm. Except when he cut it and it looked like it was pooping a little bit. But other than that, <laughs> you're right. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, I just wanted to eat. I wanted to eat all of them. I know. All those, of them. Those donuts look like so light and fluffy and the filling was so good. Like I wanted to eat those. Oh my God, so bad. This was at the point when I was getting hungriest while watching this episode. And I felt like Kyla had a really good point. Um, I think it was later when they were just um, doing some judging after the fact. And um, she was saying like, those donuts, if you were blind tasting them, look, would look like they were made by like an Italian Nona, right? And I feel like Rafa Cat has delivered that and many different bakes, something that is so authentic and so perfectly done every single time. And I think that she, um, in some other cases, has just like run out of time on other things. But when she nails something, she does it like so, so well. I think there's a love she puts into her baking and a yeah. kindness she puts into her baking. And I think that's why it always comes out so well because I'm not saying the other bakers aren't loving or kind people. Like it's never exclusionary, these comments, but it just feels like there is a passion and a dedication there mm. um, yeah. that she wants to do something for the enjoyment of others. Um, and that's really wonderful to see. James, that's so, that's such a nice thing to say. That's so sweet. I mean, it's hard to, I mean, it's hard, it's not always uh, easy for that stuff to come across on TV, but I just get the vibe yeah. from no, her I, and how she speaks. Like, it's there. Yeah. When you say that, that's like, I totally read that too, you know? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, uh, any other comments about Rafa Cat? Only that she should send us a box of donuts. Okay, yeah, I'll take them. <laughs> she lives in Milton. I mean, that's not that far, so just throw you can them just on the go, go and train. pick them up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, so then that brings us to the nitty gritty of the week. Who was Star Baker? Sheldon. Yeah, we already obviously. Said that. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. mean, obviously. I even though he didn't do that well in the other two, really, um, he challenges. came in second in the technical. Oh, right. But it was just like, like to your point, Michael, it was the severity of the judging. So the the qualitative, if you will, image that was painted for him this week was like, you make granola bars and some thin corns. I mean, horns. Sorry, I wanted to say horns and cannons. <laughs> you made some thin corns. Yep. Ma, I don't know what's wrong this year, but the corn's really thin. <laughs> um, oh, my um, God. Idaho. Udaho. Um, <laughs> so qualitatively, it didn't make it sound like he had done very well this yeah. week. But yeah. obviously, when you make something like that, you're just going to win. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I... I... I don't see how you don't like could. OK, do you think that you could have a 
not great signature last in the technical and deliver that in Winstar Baker? I think so, because I think like the amount of technical expertise that Sheldon showed, and we're talking generically, but in this case, Sheldon, even though he didn't do that poorly. But I think when you just sort of show that level of technical expertise and you bake so many different things and it all comes out well, it kind of shows that you just have that talent, right? So yeah, yeah the Canoncini, he had a bad time. There were no layers. But when he made the lobster tails, clearly he can do it. So I think if you can show that you can do the stuff, you just kind of failed that one time because of whatever, kitchen timing, et cetera. I think you can, and I think you deserve it. I do think you deserve it when you can pull off something that cohesive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, so congrats to Sheldon. Snaps to Sheldon, because that was like amazing. We're silently snapping. Um, yeah, I, I could do a really loud snap, actually. I can snap very loud. Oh. Right? Yeah, loud. Yes. Okay. Um, but then unfortunately, oh, we had to say goodbye to Dominique. I know. I feel like the tent is going to miss something without her now. Oh, totally. There's an energy there that will be that will be missed and will be lacking um, mm -hmm. uh, with her going home. But um, she just was like fun and bubbly, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I think like uh, considering with her showstopper, she was kind of, you know, baking it for her. Was it her fiance or her partner or husband? Like she was baking it because um, he's Italian. It was kind of like all of their like favorite things and everything. So I think to stumble in the showstopper was probably the hardest thing of, of it all. I don't think she was that upset. Like obviously she's probably upset, but that upset about going home. I think she was probably more upset about not delivering on the showstopper the way she wanted to. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you there in that that's a very, I think that's a very likely situation. I, I sort of echo you. Like, I didn't, again, we weren't tasting it, but I don't think it was that bad. So I'm, I'm a little surprised in a way, I guess, based on the technical score and stuff like that. But you it's know. also, okay, because I was thinking right up to the point, like, who else? Because they were saying, well, Dominique mm. or Maggie, right? And then... Like you're saying, well, it can't be Maggie, right? Like she came yeah. in fourth in the technical halfway, right? Um, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know who else it could have been because everyone actually yeah. did do quite well. Like, I don't think that this was necessarily in other weeks something that would have sent Dominique home. I think it was just that other people did do so well. Yeah. And it's always hard. And especially like a season like this one where most people don't get sent home because they did poorly. It's just that they didn't happen to do as well as everybody else. And um, that's a hard call to make. Totally. Yeah. All right. So let's check our bacon brackets. Not oh, our ba not bacon brackets, baking brackets. I did so poorly. I did too. Because um, I said Tanner was going to be Star Baker. And he wasn't, though, when I was watching it. And when he did his biscotti, I was like, oh, I think I'm going to win this because he did pretty well. And then, unfortunately, he did not win. Um, and I think I said Rafa Cat was going to be in fourth, and that didn't happen. So I was just wrong, wrong, wrong. So I said that um, Larry was going to be Star Baker and Mahati was going to be fourth. And I was wrong, 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 too. So there you go. We're pretty much O for O all season. I think you got one right one time. 
I got Larry. Larry and Breadwig. The yeah. winner of Breadwig. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, look at her. Um, yes. Okay. So next week is. Um, Botanical oh, week. Botanical week. I think that's Get a fun... those petals, hunty. <laughs> Sorry. I like that. That was good. Um, I'm excited <laughs> to see where we head next week and what weird things we're going to have. Like, I think that there's more potential for something like that versus on like Gibbo that one year they were like, we're doing Norwegian week. And it's like, girl, when have we ever heard of Norwegian bakes? Like, mm. and then consistently. And then there was Japan week, which went really wrong. So let's stick with the flowers, folks. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Um, who do you think is going to come in? I guess what? There's six. What do you want to do? Um, uh, four or three? I guess. What? Huh? Bottom? Like four? Yeah, let's do four. Let's do okay. four. Who's going to be fourth? Next week mm-hmm. in the technical, um, I think. Oh God! I just I I want to pick Mahati again just because she was like, oh, but now the pressure's on two weeks in a row, right? Like you know, mm-hmm. um, but I don't know. I feel like like she's got that technical skill, and I'm probably gonna regret not picking her next week. So I'm going to go with Maggie. Mm. I think. There's a chance Larry will be fourth next week. Mm, okay, yeah, that's an that's an interesting one. He did, probably doesn't bake with with um, um botanicals that much. Yeah, just and an like, impression. I I'm feel getting. like all his, a lot of his strengths have been like bread and bulky things, right? And I I don't know. There's not like a lot of flour bread, so <laughs> that's such a reductionist point of view. But you know, that's <laughs> okay. So then. I think next week, Rafa Cat is going to be Star Baker. I think Mahati is going to potentially oh, win good next one. Week. Yeah, just because yeah. she says she plays a lot with like different flavors, and I think there's a lot of stuff you can do with florals and flavors. Fun floral flavors, alliteration. Oh wow, that was a good one. I liked it. Fancy fun floral flavors. Fragrant, fresh, and free. Fridays for flowers. Okay, that one was weaker. I think it's time to wrap it up. Um, anything else you want to add? No, I'm just loving this season so much. So excellent job to the bakers and excellent job um, to production for finding these folks. Yeah, I'm loving this ride this year. And I really love all of them. They're so kind and, and um, good people to watch bake. It's been great. Yeah, it's been so fun. Oh, and season five confirmed ding-a-ling-a-ling yes already open open call for for season five submissions so i would totally casting call so um if you've been listening and you want to graduate from listener to participant it's happened before it's happened many times before so i was just gonna say it happens like all the time not that we have anything to do with it (laughs) (laughs) we just draw in that certain audience so if you're a listener you might already be qualified i'm kidding exactly (laughs) (laughs) uh anyway yeah um best of luck to everyone applying we really hope another listener of our podcast gets on season five because that would be so terrific and um yeah, it, it's going to be lots of fun. We're excited to keep going with season four and botanicals week. I keep wanting to call it hibiscus week. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, 
So yeah, anyway, Botanicals Week is going to be fun. And uh, until next time. Oh, wait, no, you can also, um, you can follow us on Instagram at GCBS Podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter at GCBS Podcast. And um, yeah, let us know your baking bracket. Oh, which by the way, sorry, I have to, I know I was about to wrap it up, but we got a review on Apple Podcasts that I have to share because it made me laugh so much in like the best way. Um, Okay, here we go. Scrolling down. Okay, the title of the review is Sashay You Stay from February fifteenth, twenty twenty one. This review is left by Sally Cat sixty seven. I'm obsessed with the GCBS and the RuPaul references are the cherry on top of this podcast. If you love baking, drag race, and yoga, you have found your people. I'm so <laughs> excited to listen to the season recaps. The best pandemic find heart emoji and then the like party popper emoji. And then who is the trade of the season? Dot, dot, dot. Hmm. Tanner. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Great. I love it. I'm so glad that we got a review. So if you'd like to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast, please do so. And we will gladly read it on the air as long as it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what? If we got like a one star review calling us like cantankerous bitches, I would also probably read that on the air. So. Oh, 100%. We have to read all of them on the air as long as they're um, safe for listeners in many in, in different ways. Yeah. 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 Um, so that's fun. And uh, now you know where you can find us and interact with us. Let us know how you're enjoying the season. And until next time. Bye. Bye. The Cooling Rack is a Messenger Bag Media podcast. For more on how Messenger Bag Media could be your business's one-stop media shop, visit messengerbagmedia.ca.